Welcome to Your Best Riding Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb, and each week I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the riding and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so very glad that you're listening in today. During this episode, you'll learn about YouTube best practices for riders. Well, let me tell you, I know that readers are wanting more today. As technology becomes readily available to more households, access to content must diversify or the content provider will go the way of the dinosaur. And believe me, none of us want to be remembered by our dry bones. We want our bones to get up and walk. And in the case of YouTube, yeah, we're going to have to talk. There's got to be some action, folks. So today, you're going to learn how you can do that, how you can be successful at it, and maybe there's going to be some aha moments. You're going to want to jot this down. My industry expert is the biblical nutritionist, Annette Reeder. It was a summer evening on the lawn of a camp meeting that God called Annette into missions. And today, without getting on a plane or traveling through the bush, she is sharing the gospel around the globe via YouTube. And get the numbers, folks, to over 125 countries and over 3 million viewers with today, as of today, 188,000 subscribers. Woo! Annette Reeder, welcome to Your Best Riding Life. Linda, I am so excited to be here. I, I, I just couldn't believe that you invited me. And I'm like, I'm awestruck. I'm like, wow, I'm with Linda Goldfarb. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are a hoot. I'll tell you, folks. No, seriously, when we were coming on before we started the, the interview process, I said, you know, you can say whatever you want. And I actually told her like that. And and oh. <laughs> You're like one of my best friends now. I'm just, I'm just saying, this is so fun. What I'd like to do is I'd like for us to take a peek behind that personal curtain, if you will. And Annette, share something about yourself with us that we might not read in your bio. Well, I like to be adventurous, which is interesting uh, because I married, uh, the man I married doesn't as much as I do. So it gets to be a challenge. And so this past year, this past uh, winter, I was about to turn 60, which I almost hate saying those numbers, but I'm like, I'm going for it. I am totally going for it. So I went bike riding and he had to drive along and try to keep up with me. And I biked from the tip of Georgia and Florida, right there, right above Jacksonville, all the way down to Key West in about six and a half days. And I had the time of my life. I went through storms. I, I I got to ride right next to some, you know, tractor trailers. And that's when you really start knowing how many Bible verses you have memorized. And I went across a seven mile bridge that had wind currents coming across. And that's when you really understand your relationship with the Lord. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Oh, that is fantastic. And I tell you, I, I hike, I don't bike. I'd like to, but just the thought of where I'm at, I'm kind of in a rural area, so I'd be real close to traffic. But it sounds to me like as you were venturing through, you got really up close and personal with traffic. And you say that it took you about six and a half days. 
So I'm assuming how how many, or I guess I shouldn't assume, about how many hours were you riding a day? Well, the days varied. Uh, my best day was when I did the keys. You know, you got a hundred mile stretch there and I was able to do 104 miles in that day because I, I had the wind at my back. And you know, that's how we as Christians, we always want to live with the wind at our back and we're just sailing down the road. Um, but then, so that day was about, I don't know, it's about seven hours, but other days <laughs> were not as um, blissful, we'll say. And so some days I only did four hours, but that was when the rainstorm came in. I didn't realize Florida can be so cold in February. I did not plan that well. And I was freezing. I had like four layers on and I was an icicle. Whoa, that's fantastic. I am so proud of you. And I will let you know, 60 is a great age. And I think if if we went into talking about nutrition, which is your area of expertise, we'd have a lot of amazing stories that we could share with people about what God has done in and through our lives. I'm right there with you. Now, let's go ahead and head into our content for today, which is YouTube best practices for writers. You and I were talking before we went live, where we came to a point of discussion where you said certain things happened and I just gave up on writing it really shut you down because you came up against some walls. And I believe these are not unfamiliar walls to our listeners today. Would you share that story with us just right here at the front end? I will, because when you understand this, you understand why YouTube is so important. I had been writing since I started, I started teaching healthy living in 2005 and as I was teaching, you know, I was in different churches and things like that. People were like, oh, well, you need a book. I was like, oh, okay, I'll write a book. So I wrote books. I started getting into writers groups and mastermind groups. And and I was very excited because I'm, I can be very impulsive, <laughs> hence the bike ride. I can be very impulsive. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is going to be great. And actually, I could see, you know, the pillars in my life that had led to this point And this, I could see how God was going to use this. I was excited. And I was just but I had a lot of naysayers in my life, like, oh, Annette, you can't do that. Oh, you, that'll never work. You know, you had those people. And and so I, we invested. We self-published or indie published, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, that's an investment. And then it's like, oh, but this blog is so good. People are going to love it. And it was crickets. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm going to go on Facebook and do this. And it's like, oh, yay. Thank you, mom. That was good. Appreciate your comment. And, you know, it just... I felt like I was just spinning my wheels and it just got frustrating. And I would talk to the other writers and and they would say, well, you know, you're writing because God called you to write, but that doesn't mean you're going to get paid for it. You know, in fact, most writers don't get paid well. I'm like, well, why not? Well, why not? I can't go any further without an income and we're investing all this money. And, you know, and I was doing cooking classes. I was just doing it all. And I'm like, you know, I got to a point where I was just tired. I said, Lord, this isn't working. We've invested so much money. It's just not working. And I quit. It was a time in our life where my husband had lost his job. I needed to get a, a steady income coming in. And and so I quit. And I gave away a lot of my you know items that I was using for just different purposes, cooking classes. I just gave it all away. And and I just like, okay, Lord, I guess I'm just going to do this other job and I'm just going to, you know, work for a paycheck and just move on. And, and so someone that I was in this business with, they said, well, you know, Annette, I would really like you to start a, a branch of this over in Missouri. Now I'm in Virginia 
but I have family in Missouri, which is why she said, you really would do well in Missouri. So I was making these long trips to Missouri, staying there three weeks at a time. I was not enjoying myself, but I had the face. I had the smile. I had the, hey, this is great. Aren't we loving this, you know, attitude when deep inside I was hurting. I was like, I just don't love this. I don't enjoy it. And finally, I had a networking meeting. You know how those are. Okay, we're going to network. Okay, you tell me about you. I'll tell you about me. And then we're just going to have this great business together. I had this networking meeting with someone I didn't know. And and it was a gentleman. And he says, well, tell me about yourself. So I gave them a whole spiel of what I was doing. He's like, I don't think that's you. Tell me more about you. So I went back to my backstory, my heartstrings, you know, and I told him about that. And he's like, why are you doing this other business? Your face doesn't light up. You have no passion. And when you talk about your biblical nutrition, you're just all over the place. You're like, you know, clearing the table here with everything you have to share. And I said, well, it doesn't pay because I'd been told that so many times by writers, it doesn't pay. And I accepted the lie and I let that lie determine my success. And I'm like, well, I don't know how some people do it. I guess you just have to get on moody or, you know, something like that. And then, yay, then maybe you could make a, an income of maybe 20,000 a year or something like that, you know, just pay the bills. And um, I said, I can't do it. It's cost too much. And we've already invested so much, so much money we've invested in this. And, it, and I just can't make it work. And he says, you get back in and I want you to get into YouTube. Now, mind you, I didn't know this guy. He says, you get back in and you get in YouTube and I'll help you do it. And so called my husband, um, some guy, I don't know, wants me to do this, <laughs> which is not an uncommon conversation for my husband, except that it's not always like some guy, but it's like, <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> so, um, that would get, a, um, that would be a little questionable if it was always a guy. Um, so, and I said, I don't know this guy, but I really believe God is speaking through him. Well, long story short, he said, he told me what to do. I did what he said. You know, it took me a full year. It, well, it took me one month to get 100 subscribers. I had to come up with like 20 different emails to sign up on YouTube to get enough to get 100 subscribers. <laughs> and I'm like going to my family, how many email addresses do you have <laughs> trying to get to 100 subscribers? Oh, wow. Uh, and then it's like, oh, and then YouTube says, well, your next hurdle is 1,000. Okay, well, I don't know if I have that many friends, but let's see if we can hit 1,000. It took us a year to hit 1,000. Now, when I teach how to do YouTube as writers, I teach you how to avoid my my hard one year hurdle, and I I get you past that a lot faster. I had to learn a lot, you know, on the on the run. I got to a thousand in my second year, and then I got to ten thousand, and I just thought I had hit it. I'm like, I've got ten thousand. This is incredible. So in January of let's see, we're in 2022. In January of 2021, I was at ten thousand. In May, wow. I was at 100,000. So wow. from January to May, I went from 10,000 to 100,000. And that's why we're here today. Woof. All yeah. right. We're going to get this party started, folks. This is real. Are you, have you been discouraged? Are you walking in that place where you're like going, yeah, but... You know, everyone says, okay, you've just heard a story that's actually nonfiction. And right now, we're going to find out some answers for you. So let's go to the, the very first one, which you almost kind of answered it for me with the story that you shared. But why should writers consider doing a YouTube channel? We write for a purpose. 
God has given us a story to share. God has given us a, a niche. We'll call it a niche or a market, whatever you want to call it. God has put in our hearts and in our minds something that he wants us, each individual writer, to get out there. And now I've heard people say, well, I'm just writing for one. Well, then just go talk to them. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. Just go tell them what you have to say. You don't need to go through all this publishing just for one person. And I get that idea. But that's scarcity mindset. And we've got to like get rid of that word because if he's given you a message, it is meant to be shared. I was excited when I was just sharing in the churches locally. But now that I see the impact of the same message he gave me back then is now reaching so many, it just, you just stand in awe. You just wake up and it's like, you know, you're just in awe. It's like, Lord, I, you are incredible. I never saw this happening with me. You know, it's okay to see it with other people. Oh, well, look what God's doing over there. But it's like, no, Lord, this is what you're doing in this. You're allowing me to be a part of. Every writer has a purpose and they've got a story. And that story is great. But what if you go on YouTube last year in May, I don't, I don't remember the exact number, but my income check from, you know, it was Ingram or Lightning Source, however I get paid. It went up a thousand dollars in one month. You know how many books that is with what they pay us mm -hmm. through that? That's a lot of people getting the story of how much God loves them. Mm. So if you've got a story and you've got a passion, this is how we can exponentially get people to see you, fall in love with you. And I get it. It's not about you, but they're going to see Christ through you on YouTube and you become so real. You become so transparent that people realize, okay, I want what that person has in their life. And it's not, they don't want a net. <laughs> They've seen enough of it. And I was like, I don't need a net, but I need what she's excited about. I need what she's fallen in love with. And so, yes, I teach food. Because food is my Romans road. Food is what I use to, you know, invite people in. But what I leave them with is knowing and understanding how much God loves them. Mm, I love that. And that is our purpose. And each one of us is unique in our calling, unique in our talents. How are y'all using your talents? The individual, you're, you're, the individual that I'm talking to right now, you're listening to this, are the talents that God has given you reaching as many people as you can possibly reach? If your answer is, well, God's going to do what he's going to do. I'm leaving this to God. As Annette said earlier, we understand that. Yes, we're in agreement with you. But you're listening to this podcast. It's in the same way that the Lord opens doors of opportunity. He has you listening to this today. Is that not another open door? I believe that it is. The world is making noise. The world is showing their side. We're called to show what he has done in and through us. And visual is the way to go. It's got to be the access that we take for the next generation coming up. Annette, I'm on board with you. So let's, let's get to the next portion, which is how do we get started? Yeah, that's, that's the fun part. 
And it's almost like you're going into, here we have what's called Wegmans. It's a kind of a very elaborate grocery store, kind of an upscale of Whole Foods, if you can imagine that. And it's like going into this new grocery store and you're like, oh, what do I want? What do I like? What makes me happy? You know, that's kind of a strange comment from me with food, but but it's like, where where's my passion? So we have to understand where is my passion? And then we go out on YouTube and we see who's talking about my passion. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who's out there in my niche? Who's out there sharing a story that is similar to my story? You start doing some investigative work. And so you go out there and you look and it's like, okay, so I'm food, but I'm also biblical food. Well, there's plenty of people out there doing it. Some have really mastered food. Some have really mastered biblical teaching. And so I'm looking at, okay, how are they doing it? What are they presenting? What are their top videos? So if we were on a, on a video right now, I would say, go to the person that you really like because their ministry is similar to yours. We're all unique. We're all going to have a different way of presenting the gospel, but go find someone who's similar to you. And you're like, you know, this, this is really close to what I might do. Uh, I personally am a combination of several people. So you go there and you look, you click on their homepage, their banner page on YouTube, and you look at their videos and it's a little click on the right side and you want to see what's their oldest video because that tells me how long they've been doing it. And then I go to the most popular video. What is that title that everyone has navigated to? You know, what really promoted that person? And I want to know what's their most popular video. And then I want to listen to it or watch it. And I want to hear what it is. You're never going to have the same message, but you can have the same draw with a title or a thumbnail or a similar one as someone else. Because if you've got a message, you want it to be heard. You know, I could title a video and say, what Annette thinks about fitness. Well, and I could be so passionate and so in love with my topic and like, oh, this is so going to rock the world, but no one's going to find it because no one's Googling. What does Annette think about fitness? You know? They don't know who Annette is. Uh, so, but yet if I go in and I realize, wow, did you know the top video for Christian fitness is, and I'm not looking at a YouTube right now, I'm just going to make this up, is why Christians should be fit. And that's hitting, you know, 1 million viewers. Then if that's my niche, then I'm going to do something similar to that. So I want to know what people in my niche are doing, what's getting attraction, what's getting, you know, um, traction in general you know, where, why are people being drawn to that? And I want to know what, the, what it is. So then I want to write my own script. Well, what is my personal story in that niche? And then that's how I would start. I would come up with a list of maybe 10 top videos that are out on YouTube that I could do a video about. And that's what you do. You just do a lot of research. Who's out there doing your topic? Because you're not, it's not plagiarism because your topic is going to come out differently. You're going to speak it differently. You're going to have different key points. But you still want to know what are people Googling? What are they looking for? Because that's what you want to match. Does that make sense? It really does make sense. The question that might be in the thoughts of our listeners is, well, do I use the same title as them? Or, you know, if, if that's a title that works, can I use that same title? Is that plagiarism, just using the title? Um, well, the answer is yes and no. So let's say someone has seven best ways to cook with, I don't know, whatever. Um, then you know what mine's going to be? The eight top ways to cook with <laughs> whatever. 
So I'm going to I'm going to one up them. Um, if I have the same first three words, I'm going to have different last four words. Uh, so I might have the first three words, you know, that are similar, but my last four words of the title are going to be different. So you can play with that. So, but the first three words are the most important. Really? Yeah. So when I say, what does Annette think? Yeah. That's going to kill any video I post if I start with those three words. (laughs) Except for people who really like Annette and they've been listening for a long time. You can now start posting that, but to grab your new clients. Yeah. Kind of like what my kids say, mom, really people pay you to talk. I said, yeah. I said, posting, what does mama say? They're, yeah, they're like, yeah, mama, no. So this is good. This is good. So what we're doing is we're checking out, investigating our passion on YouTube, going out there and finding out who's already doing something in our arena. And then what are they doing? What's their top video? And what's their oldest? I like that because now you're looking at longevity. You're looking at, you know, you're getting a bigger picture of how long they've been there, what they've been doing. And then to listen to it, watch it, you're going to be doing what you do differently. And then you just got to, you just got to start. Is, is that what we do? We sign up, we get our YouTube page. Now, what if we already have a YouTube page and it's wasn't started with this concept? You can always start. What can we do? You can always have a new YouTube channel. You can just start fresh. And if you have some videos out there that are just like, yeah, yeah. You know, your mom's going to appreciate that. Your kids will say, Hey, good job. And you're like, yeah, they're just not really doing it. I would just start a new one. Because you're not going to lose ground by starting a new one, especially if you started off really well. And there's people out there, too, that are doing YouTube videos on how to start a YouTube channel. You do not need to pay a coach. You do not need to buy a program. You can do all of the research for free. Just go out on YouTube. How do I start a YouTube channel? How do I get my first 1,000 subscribers? That's all you do. Don't, I did I paid someone. Well, I actually, <laughs> the guy who told me to do this, I'm like, okay, so I paid him because I'm like, I'm not doing all the work. He's like, okay, I'll do the work. Just pay me this amount. You just make the video and I'll take care of it. So, um, in my first videos, they were rough. I've even yanked many of them off already. I'm like, oh, that's gotta go. That is, that, <laughs> that is like way, way, way too beginner style. So, uh, yeah. So I had some old ones out there too. And I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, you want to learn everything you can, but don't overanalyze it. Be, mm. real, be authentic. But if I'm talking to you today and then in six months, you're like, yeah, Annette, I am still looking into this. Okay. That's overanalyzing it. And you just need to get started. You might, I would set a timer of no more than 30 days of research. Maybe you, you're glancing through YouTube 20 minutes a day, five days a week for your, a month. It's like, okay, I know what I need to know to get started. Let's go. That's a good word. Don't overanalyze. Folks, we, they, no one's got time for that. So come on, we've got to be able to, to get out there and, and get this, get this done, get her done. All right. So does it pay to be on YouTube? I know we were talking earlier about for a lot of people writing a book doesn't pay. 
And we've heard the phrase quite often, you know, you're not going to get rich writing a book. And many of us, or many Christians, we almost look at making income as a negative thing because we're doing what we do for the kingdom work. And we want to glorify God and, and we want to lift him up in all that we do, which which rightly so. That's We are to honor him and to love him. And starting a YouTube, how, how does it bring in income? Talk to us in that area. When you're first getting started, what you're going to be doing is people are going to learn to like you, learn to follow you. They're going to learn from you. And from that, you're introducing them to your written work. And so and most people say, well, can I just like throw my book up as a commercial? You can. Yeah, I've done that. But also, if I'm doing a cooking video, I will just say, you know, this is on page this in the in the cookbook. And as when you open your book to that page, there's a little bit of white space. So you can add some notes that I'm going to teach you while I make this my, while I make this recipe. I'm assuming they have my book. Well, guess what? I post that video and my cookbook sales go way up because I talk to them as if, oh, of course you have this book. Everybody has this book. And so I'm not having to say, you need to go get my book. I'm saying, hey, it's on this page. You can write your notes right in here. That's why I left this white. Do you see what I'm saying? So in the beginning, you're promoting your books. You're getting people to like you and to say, wow. And then you might say, um, you know, whatever your topic is, you know, this prayer, actually, I already included it in my book. So those of you who had that book, you already have this prayer. That's how I would say that. And, mm. and you're, you're assuming that they would want it. You're assuming that they would have it. I have a Bible study. So if I'm doing a topic on forgiveness or stress, I'll say, you know, I, I really, I spent a lot of time on this in the book. So when you open it up to this page, you're going to have a lot more details than what I'm going to cover here on the video. Boom, my Bible study grows up. I now, really like that. Hmm. Now, I'm not here to make money, but you know what? Since I have switched from being totally in debt to feed this passion to being totally paid for, I've been able to hire people to get our message out to even more people. And so the income is not just, okay, well, how can Annette spend that income? It's how can Annette reinvest that into the ministry to get it out bigger and to a larger audience? How does that sound to you folks? How does it sound? Do you have some, you've got thoughts running through your mind. I really encourage you to, um, uh, you're going to have Annette's contact information. It's in the show notes, but I also encourage you come over to your best writing life. It's a Facebook group. Join our group. Ask those questions there as well, because the questions that you have, other people have those questions. And the thoughts that are going through your head on how can I do this? How can I move forward with this? Maybe we can do some brainstorming over there. And as Annette said, there's a lot of videos. Everyone loves to tell you how to do stuff. So if you're not tech savvy, then look over the shoulder of someone who is. I, and I, I say this for one purpose. You can hire someone to do for you, but if you're over their shoulder and you're watching what they do and you have the wherewithal to say, 
I really want them to know this. I want my viewers to understand this. Then that's your engagement part of it. That's where you're, you're getting a little bit behind the scenes. And so you're vested in it because sometimes we can pay other people to do something and just write that off and not follow up with it. If you're going to do this, do it well, discover what's going on out there and identify how God can help you with your talent, with your passion to reach more people. Ultimately, it's all about the kingdom. What are you choosing to do with it? All right, this is good. Now, is there a difference for those that are fiction writers and nonfiction writers on YouTube? Now, I realize this is just my opinion, but here's what I see. For nonfiction, it's obvious. You're talking about different topics that you're writing about. But for fiction, you're getting people to like you as an author. You could be building up the different characters in your book. You could talk about some of the challenges that your characters are going through. Maybe there's a forgiveness issue. So you do a video on forgiveness and you, you relate it to the book. It's like, you know, this is what that person was dealing with. And here's, you know, and here's the answers, you know, when you write a book, you always have more that's been cut out of the book than you've allowed to be, been allowed to put in the book. Well, this is where YouTube comes in. I really wanted to develop that, that, um, that character more. Well, then do it on YouTube. I wanted to really share the background of that person. Then do it on YouTube, create an audience, get followers out there. And then I just, I had to really think about this from a, another interview I was doing. And when the question came up and I really had to think about it, but now I realize even more for fiction writers, this is the best place to create a following. Hmm. I like that because they're able to see us, see the author, connect with the author and for fiction connect even more because they want to know they they want to see the face behind the pen and to discover more about the um, characters there's a lot of fiction writers that do Facebook lives and they you know share the latest and greatest that's coming up but then they also talk about individual concepts that they're dealing with maybe or that their characters are dealing with and I can see how that would certainly work well on YouTube. Most definitely. So with nonfiction, basically we are sharing what we know, our area of expertise. But you said one of the goals is to get people to know you and like you. And so we certainly need to let our personality shine through, right? Oh, well, they on video, you can't hide it. If you're fake, they can tell it right away. It's almost like they can smell through the camera. They just know when you're, when you're not being true. There are times that I'll be doing a recipe and it's like, and we're going to add two cups. And it's like, that is not two cups. And it's like, okay, um, this isn't going to work like I wanted it to, you know, they want to see authenticity. They want to see in real life. Yes. You don't want that Facebook fakeness. My life is perfect. I have the best marriage. I have the best children. They want to see the dirt. They want to see the mess ups. They want to see how you got through it, not how perfect you are. And on YouTube, you will grow such a strong following of people who need to see that. It's not the numbers, but it's the number of people who need to see that you made it through. 
and you didn't give up. I really like that. And I will tell you, authenticity, transparency, we've got to walk that walk. We've got to walk it. And that resonates with those who are drawn to our message. Being real can't be stolen from us. The enemy can't use what we put out there in a transparent way. He uses the hidden. He uses the, I'm not going to tell anyone this stuff. YouTube, we can make that happen. Very, very good. All right. So how do we use YouTube to grow our audience? Basically, it's getting the message out there. It's making sure we have we, we need to know what our audience is looking for. If people, I so, I so wish I had paid attention to when I first started teaching because people told me what to do a video about. They would say, Annette, but we don't know how to cook healthy. And I was like, well, why not? I mean, here I am. I've cooked my entire life, took seven years of home ec. Why, why don't you know how to cook? <laughs> so I blew it off. <laughs> the people following you, they're already telling you what they want. They're already sending you questions. Well, what happened here? How do I handle this? You already have the contact. You're, they're telling you what they need to hear. They're telling you where their, their pain points are. God's giving you the message to meet the pain point. And when you meet the pain point, the YouTube channel will be where it's supposed to be. If you're not meeting the pain point and it's just about you, if you're doing that whole Facebook thing, then you're not going to be authentic to who you are in Christ. Meet the pain point. Help them see through God's word how to work it out. And that's all that matters. The, the numbers will take care of themselves, but that's all that matters. Then you are do, you know you're doing exactly what God's called you to. The books will sell. The speaking engagements will come. Um, I am turning down speaking engagements because it's like, well, I can only travel so much and do what I need to do. And so I'm just being more choosy. Well, I never thought that day would come. Because I was in the scarcity mindset. That's why I quit. And now it's like, oh, Lord, that's that that's the place I wanted to go 10 years ago. And I didn't think I was the person who could do it. I you see these people out there, they have a million viewers, a million subscribers, like, oh, look at that. It's like, you know, I could never do that. I I made myself quit before I realized what was possible, before I allowed God to show me what was possible. And he had to send a stranger, um, you know, a thousand miles away to say, Annette, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. Get back in. <laughs> what are you sitting down for? We're not done. I love that. You're not done yet, folks. You're not done yet. I've always said that, you know, we're not to die before our time. We're not to step out of the arena of life before God gives us an exit plan. and. This is that opportunity that we can take to breathe life into the bones that have become dry. And we don't need a rattling. We need to start that sinew to start coming back on and for us to get out there and be effective. And using YouTube is one of the ways to go. So this is very, very good. You've given us a lot. Thank you. Thank you for this. You're welcome. I do want to say one and thing. I do want to say one please. thing. Give it your best. You don't just put stuff out there 
that's not your best. Put your heart into it. You don't have to master every, have a three camera angle. You don't have to have five lights set up. But when you make a video, make it worthwhile. Make it good. Make it glorifying. I guess that's really where I want to sum it up. Make it glorifying. Don't make it, it difficult for people to understand or to see what you're trying to share. Remove the distractions so that your message is what's up front. Don't make it hard for them to get it. You don't want someone squinting at it and going, what? What'd, they, what, what'd he say? What'd she say? Make it the best that it can be. Um, that's what we're called to do. This is great. Good. So I know that you have a freebie for our listeners, and this will be a little bit unexpected, but I'm all behind it, really excited. What are you going to, or what's in our show notes that they can get a hold of? Well, what I have for them is for two different reasons. One, once people are on your YouTube channel, they need to have a way to get to your website and you need to get their email address. So this is my way of getting people's email addresses. And this is my uh, email opt-in. And it's called Seven Steps to Amazing Biblical Health. But it's also for everyone out there. I want every Christian to realize we're in the final lap and I want them to finish strong. I want them to have the best health possible because our cells regenerate. Our cells can change just in seven minutes and just seven days and just seven years. We change every cell in our body. When you understand that you truly grasp that, I can finish well. I can finish strong. So that's just seven steps to amazing biblical health. So it's for every Christian, every writer, every podcaster to realize, you know what? I need my health. I need to be strong. I need to stop giving into these other foods that are just like causing this mental fatigue. And I need to finish this race well. So it's for the physical reasons and it's also for the spiritual, but it's also for even your your business, your business of writing, you need to have an email opt-in. So I want you to see what mine looks like. So you can see, Hey, do you have an email opt-in? You have to have an email opt-in. That's how we connect on a more personal level with people is with their email address. So it's kind of a twofold reason. It works. This works. We offer individuals what they're looking for. We find what their need is. We're providing their need. And if they like what we have to offer, they're going to want to know more about it. That's how we do this. Very good. Well, there's a question that I always ask our first-time guests on Your Best Writing Life. So I'm going to move forward with that tradition here today. Annette Reader, what brings you joy? Yeah, so I had to think about that for a little bit. So I'm glad you gave me a little cue at the beginning. And what I have to answer for that is when I truly experience joy, it's when I'm totally into the season that I'm in. I'm not thinking about regrets of the past and I'm not trying to fast forward to well, what's going to happen in the future, but when I totally enjoy the season that I'm in. So that was the season of being a parent of young kids. That was a season of having teenagers. That was a season of having young kids getting married. Now I'm in the season of being a grandma and I have seven grandkids and it's letting my life have its place, but being able to enjoy the season that I'm in. And when I'm, when I really recognize, okay, this is my season for now. And I just relax and just let myself enjoy it. 
then I have an amazing joy in my life. I mean, besides the whole how God does that, I'm not trying to leave him out, but I'm just saying when I am in the moment of what he's doing in my life right now, that is when I have the greatest joy. Well, I consider that very biblical. Be still, know that I am God. Be still, see where I'm at work right now in your life. And with that, we are able to reflect on what is most important right now. What's going on? How, how am I engaged with my family? In the now, it's our best present, right? Our best present for our family is to be present. The best present that we can give a spouse is to be present. And that's what I'm hearing from you. This season, right now, what am I planting? What am I sowing? It's been good to have you on, Annette. And you also have the biblicalnutritionacademy.com. I'm a bit interested. How did that come about? Actually, it was a second step from YouTube. So we have books, we speak, but yet then we had COVID, so no more speaking. And then, so we started YouTube. YouTube started growing an email list, which is what it's, it's designed to do because now you're able to reach them more personally in your emails. And then they kept asking for more information, more stuff. So it's like, oh, so then the next step is, is once you have an email opt-in, once you're emailing them as often as you want, then you, you take them into a course where you can actually walk them through a topic. So I have several courses on how that they, how they can learn for themselves, God's recipe for excellent health. So I have, I think six or eight courses out there that people can buy. It was, it was a second step from YouTube. It should be a second step from writing. It should, should be a second step from speaking. People want to know, okay, what's next? And that's what I do. I walk them through what's next. So that's that's another, um, okay, we really need to talk about that because yeah, that's so. been a huge, huge, huge game changer for what I'm able to do with this ministry. And once again, it was someone said, Annette, you need courses. And some people say that I'm like, Oh, that sounds like work. <laughs> but once I get past that first <laughs> sentence, then I'm like, okay, Lord, is this of you or is this something I can just push aside and say, yeah, I prayed about it. It's done. <laughs> so, right. But it definitely was of him because we have people signing up every day, but that's a whole nother topic and that's going to take another hour. And I would love to unpack that because the value of that is incredible. Well, I especially like the concept of transitioning from YouTube there. It's almost like a game plan because you can utilize a lot of what you have in YouTube in the courses that are produced. So yeah, I'd love to have you back. Thank you so much, Annette, for being here with us. Oh, I have totally enjoyed it. So thank you for inviting me. I'm still awestruck to say no. <laughs> oh, Jesus loves me. Okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you, my friends, for joining us. And please take a moment to share this podcast with another writer or two and give us a star rating. What that means is, did you enjoy it? Not so much, maybe a lot. Oh, we want to know. Post a episode review. That means you're going to write a little something, something there. And then hit subscribe. When you hit subscribe, you're not going to miss one episode and you can listen at your leisure. I greatly appreciate you because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write every day. 
This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you for our next episode of Your Best Writing Life.